0: Looking at the responsibility of Christians in chapter two of Peter First Peter and we're down to point E. We are to be obedient, or we submissive and obe- as obedient believers. Um, <clears throat> Last week we started with this, we're looking at being submissive. Um, Be submissive as subjects of the place in which we live and in, all over the world there's all sorts of governments aren't there and uh, when we went, go to another country if you've been to another country you soon learn that things do they do things different and um, you know they drive on a different side of the road there's different rules uh, and there's different things like in Israel you can build your own house you have to live in it and um, if you want it done correct you get the advice but you don't have to get uh, a person that's qualified and you think oh that sounds dangerous but just, we're just used to fit here they just do it like that there and those sort of things all over the, the world and so when missionaries go to countries they have to learn the the culture, the structure of the way things run, um, <clears throat> they could be very offensive to people if they didn't. And so there's rules and regulations to to follow in different countries. And last week we looked at the was it five portions of scripture that talk about the main portions of scripture that deal with our relationship to the government, the Christians' relationship to the government. And then we went into the first point and looked at the regulations. Uh, we to submit to the human laws. Um, we looked at Peter, Paul, and how they gave that instruction. The ordinances of men, human creation, that is the ordinances, and it's the law of the land, as we say. So now we're looking at Second Peter. Now, 1 Peter, chapter 2, and verse 13, the second part of that. But reading that, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. So, we've looked at the regulation first part of verse 13 <clears throat> submit yourself to every ordinance of men and then tonight we look at the reason let's pray thank you lord the these instructions are given that are applicable to any country in which you live even though they have different governments sorts of governments different laws but it's for the christian to apply them in the country in which he lives the so lord and that we might be godly examples and uh, A good testimony for the Lord's sake, for the church. Lord, bless our time together. Bless those that aren't able to make it. And may they be in the scriptures or listening in even tonight. And uh, bless our time of prayer afterward. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the reason we are to submit to every ordinance of man is in verse 13. Why? Or, yeah, I could say why or what, <laughs> for the Lord's sake. For the Lord of Heaven's sake, we're to submit to the law of the land. I won't ask if you sped tonight, or if you went through a blockage. Well, they blocked them up, and uh, coming across from Victoria, I mean. <laughs> You didn't swim across, you didn't drive your four-wheel drive through to Murray River. (laughs) Actually, you can't anymore, they've got the water levels come up. I mean, sorry, that you probably haven't done that, but some people tried. (laughs) And uh, could have got a sunny ankle deep in places. (laughs) But for the Lord's sake, for his testimony's sake. And that's what I've heard uh, different preachers say in this lockdown. for the Lord's sake, for testimony's sake is why we do these things. Now, when was human government, as such, ordained by God? Because it is ordained by God. When, what time in history did these things happen? And Genesis. Uh, Genesis? Yeah, that's a big. <laughs> he, he's covered it, but where in Genesis? <laughs> Anyone remember? Did they have capital punishment? when that 's human government after the flood after the flood, and so let 's think about that for a while before the flood there wasn't that you had to be subject to any government, and it didn 't seem they had governments from what we understand, though the patriarchs before the flood human government was established after the flood prior to that and we if you're a dispensationalist, you call that period before the flood by a certain word, a dispensation of human conscience. Human conscience, okay, and be and, and before they sinned, that was all. Um, that was. Uh, so, so is that what we call the age of innocence? Yeah, before before no. the sin, but not after they no. sinned because they knew they'd sinned. And so then they have human conscience. Now, how would, society, how would the world go if we had human conscience governing society? Not good. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> we, we could. We, we know what happened. 1,656 years from, Noah, from Adam to Noah, and the place was a mess. What is a saying that we use? And it, it happens when a society degrades and falls apart every man did that which was right in his own eyes so that was before the how would you have liked to have lived before the flood look there was Methuselah and as far as we know he was a spiritual man we know Enoch was a spiritual man they had to live in a society where there's no governance there's no laws you couldn't, you couldn't you know, go to law and take it to a, a governing body so <clears throat> it wasn't nice God knew it didn't wouldn't work. God instituted human government if a man sheds blood by man shall his blood be shed. That's what come after the flood. And it's for our own well-being and it's for the well-being of the whole world that we have human government. And the form is another question. <clears throat> Permissiveness pervaded before the flood. As you said, every man did that was right in his own eyes. It was just a terrible place. Listen to the words that describes it. If you read through Genesis, there's just a few I've got. Wickedness was great. Every imagination of the the man's heart was only evil continually. There's no stopping them from doing that. You see, our society is going the other way. It's going back to let every man do that which is right in his own eyes. That's what happened to the kings of Israel. That's what happened in the in the judges and it just fell society fell apart quickly and <clears throat> imagine evil continually that's where we're at today and you know just let society do what they want yeah no, it doesn't work like that <laughs> um, it was corrupt verse 11 of Genesis 6 the world was filled with violence verse 11 of chapter 6 and 13 and 17 only annihilation could cleanse and stop this rot that it set in to the world through human conscience trying to govern. Now, do we have consciences? Yes. Um, Christians have a, a, an extra, uh, should be an extra good conscience. <laughs> it sh- should not be seared by sin. It should be sharp, and it should speak to us. You know, this is wrong. But even unsaved people have that conscience, and uh, and, you know... <laughs> If I do this, if I break this law, this is the consequence. That's in our society. It's in our law. It's in our books. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I pray to God that we never become a republic because I'll remove all those things that are biblical, that are in the Constitution presently. Yeah. <clears throat> so if we ever get to vote on it again, to vote, say no. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> what did God establish then? for murder after the flood in Genesis 9 verse 6 capital punishment and God has never replaced nor rescinded that as far as the governments are concerned and that's their right to do God given now this human government that was formed after the flood and it's good to look at the history because you you pick up where we're at today this human government after the flood how long long did it last before it was abused because <laughs> even you know it, power corrupts the saying is but absolute power corrupts absolutely how, how long did it someone said not long not. Yeah. now that's like Gen, John saying Genesis <laughs> it's pretty broad <laughs> Tower of babel <laughs> and just a just hundred or so years just over a hundred years mm-hmm. afterward man you know this, this guy that had he was a control freak <laughs> he, what was his name Nimrod <laughs> he was a it says he he hunted he was a mighty hunter mm-hmm. before the Lord mm-hmm. now he wasn't like Cain going out and shooting animals and shooting up the place with arrows not guns <laughs> he was a hunter of the souls of men He wanted to bring everybody under control. And uh, as God looked down, he said, no, it's not working. We'll have to do something again. Now, it's not like, oh, what do we do now? He he knew this before it all started. He knew what he was going to do. He let him build up a little bit after the flood, staying together. And you you can imagine, coming out of the ark, there's only eight of us. We've got the whole world. We don't know how big the world is. (laughs) Unless God told him. But then, you know, whether... Let's stick together because that's what he said. Lest we be scattered upon the face of the world. What did God say? Scatter upon the face of the world. That's what he said to do. And they didn't. They were disobeying and they stayed there. And as I mentioned a few weeks ago, maybe last week or a week before, about the building of Babel in Genesis 11 verses 1 to 9. And it talks about in Genesis 10 verse 8, Nimrod. They were going to establish a one world society and one world sovereignty, human government, <laughs> and, a, and a one world sanctuary, corrupted, Babel. We're going to have a common lang- language, a capital city, and a central religion. And that religion's still running through the world. That's why it talks about it in Revelation 17, where God destroys it, man's religion. Nimrod was using his government to control, dictate, dictate is it? As far as we know, he's the first dictator. Mm. All he wanted to control all. Nobody can do anything without my permission. Does that sound familiar today? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been mentioned in the media <laughs> that they call him dictator. Oh, you haven't heard it? He's <laughs> scared to say it. If I say it, come over there. If you say it, they won't hear you. <laughs> We've already said that. And it's in some people, they just want to control it, no matter what. And I say, they're not the people to have in government. Yeah. They're their they're there, governments to serve the people. Have you ever said to a public servant, <laughs> Doug knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> you know, you you are... To service or something like that aren't you the servants of society and you see the reaction they fire up I thought one was going to jump the bench I wasn't being rude he was rude to me it was down at the RTA the old RTA before the last one and I just said my car got deregistered because they hadn't sent the thing in the mail I just didn't think and then he, he said, it's up to you to, to know and to, to come over and, and, and get it registered. I said, but isn't the government to serve us in that way? And then that's when he flipped it. I think he's still there. He doesn't remember me. <laughs> he served me another time since. Yes, Ross, you had your hand up there. I used to tell the uh, RTI and then they pulled me up, my taxes pay your wages. Ooh. And that's when they went, ran, and tapped everything, yeah, and looked right. at, dared, checked. Your tread on your tire. Yeah, the little feeler gauge. <laughs> the, I heard a young man did that just a few months ago. He was being a bit cheeky to the police. He was, he was in a truck. Someone we all know. I won't tell you who it was. And so they went right over the whole truck and picked up heaps of things and put him off the road. Okay. shut his business down for a month until he got all those things you see that's an abuse of power isn't it yeah. but they can do it what, can you, what do you do <clears throat> you have to submit for the Lord's sake now we're following through this <clears throat> so we got that society and as Nimrod said and I said it a few weeks ago we're all in this together, together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as the first time it was said was 4,350 4, years ago. <laughs> he said, let's not be scared, let's stick together. We're all in it together. And humankind will do wonders if they all stick together. And that's why God come and divided them into language groups just so that they couldn't do that at that time. He didn't want it at that time. Um, <clears throat> God's government, government institutions must be obeyed for the common good of all, but the true rule of law is a mark of all civilized societies. And if you look at uncivilized societies, or what we would call, we used to call savage people, or well, what's another word in the jungles of pagan. Pagan, no, paganism, yes, and even there they did have sort of laws, and are pretty brutal. in in those places and there wouldn't a lot of people live very old in in that sort of situation but they didn't have as we have an organised society and when men get organised when you're unorganised at home what does a place look like? A mess mess. (laughs) but when you bring discipline and order you know everything has a place and everything's in its place sometimes (laughs) in the study you know i I can go. I can go into my shed, and you come and ask me for a tool. I know exactly where it is. It might look disorderly, but I know where it is. No, no, one else would. Unless nobody else would. no that's right. My okay. system. Yes, I know where it is. <laughs> but you see, orderly things. Maybe you thought you had it in order, and there was a time come when where is that? And you spent two or three hours wasting your time looking for it because it wasn't you know and that's what god knows and an orderly society that's why western society has gone where it has Mm -hmm. with all the structure and all the things we've built and made and things we invent it's because there's orderliness a scientist in his lab what does he do it he does it very systematically and orderly and and does and and it comes up with results eventually if they do it long enough (laughs) they get an answer to what they're looking for so for the lord's sake for the governance of the world and it has worked thus far though not perfectly over the time from um, the Tower of Babel individuals in government that become dictatorial will pay a high price in eternity for their abuse of power for their murdering of people who are innocent whole Pot or something, Cambodia, China, Russia, um, North Korea, and those places where they've become a dictator, and they've done, they you know, they've had order, real order, total control, but they're going to pay a price. I wouldn't like to be in the shoes of all these dictators that have gone out into hell. Yep, wherever they've done it see payday someday and the innocents that have been slain by them if they're not saved they've gone to hell too but the punishment will be nowhere as severe for them There, there is degrees of punishment isn't there you read it in the Bible and he will be punished with many stripes or few stripes so we've got to leave it to the Lord when we believe this is not what it should be we're so used to having a lot of freedom when things are start taken away from us we think, oh this is not right, but a lot of countries got a lot of worse for a lot longer and never had freedom we've had. We can thank God. We can thank God for that. Christian society in the West has given us the freedoms that we do have, isn't it so? Christians in government, people that have put put these orders in. So there's the regulation last week. The reason, for the Lord's sake, we do it for the Lord's sake. We are obe- we are obeying Him, just like. We'll get to where we obey the boss at work for the Lord's sake, because the Lord said so. Then verse 13, the last part of that. Whether it be to the king as supreme, and verse 14, or governors, as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers. Kings and governors, like the chief and his Indians, um, the king and his governors and what are different names for these kings you see this is written mid east kings they had kings (laughs) and Jesus Christ is the king and he will be manifest to be the king of kings (laughs) one day but what are other names that are used for those people in that position we have in our culture prime minister Minister. Minister. okay, President. president america if you go to Commerce Country, they're called the... <laughs> Makes thing, think, doesn't it? <laughs> the chairman. <laughs> you know? If you go to Baptist Union Church, they're called the... Secretary. <laughs> That's why we have deliberately not got a secretary in our constitution. <laughs> I mean, there's... there's What do we call... Anyway, it's a different name. <laughs> it is a Baptist Union thing and they have all the power. In 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 the governance of that. And so you got to think things through sometimes. The other countries, any other names for these kings? Prime Ministers? President? If you're in Africa, that's easy, isn't it? Chief. chief. <laughs> the chief, yep. or um, <clears throat> Things like that, chairman. Caesar in the Lord's Day. Emperor in that day. It is the Christian's place, is it, the Christian's place to demonstrate, get involved in marches, go on strike, use guerrilla warfare, no matter how much attempted, don't do it to make the king change his mind. No, no, that's not how we do it. You see, there's a, the principle that's being taught here. As you read it through and think it through, is different. Um, <clears throat> not for the christian to do those things what is god's way and that's why he chose the nation of israel and that's why he's chosen the church to stop the rot in society to stop it degrading to logowasin like before the flood it's through spiritual means the church is to have an influence in society and how does that happen it happens from preaching the gospel. Doesn't that sound simple? Mm-hmm. People get saved. People change their attitude toward authority. People change their attitude to what they think should be in authority. And the more Christians there are in the society, the better and the more free the society will be. Isn't that true? You look around the world. And and Christian societies that fall away from the Lord Jesus, what happens? It goes back under human laws and rules and dictators and, and have a look at the judges in the old testament and and, say, and the kings and see how it f- fell apart because they abused their privileges there <clears throat> um, so change people's hearts that's how you change society not by the demonstrations not by, not by marching and striking you might write a letter and give the and and, and you see with all the Things we can do where we can write a letter and say, you know, we would prefer you didn't do and this we believe is wrong. But there's less and less people willing to put their name to those sort of things these days because they have less and less convictions. Mm. Why? Because the church is not teaching them the truth that they need to stand against these things. Um, The Lord Jesus did exactly that. He wasn't going to throw the government, Roman government off but he's going to teach spiritual truth that would change society that the government will change. Mm-hmm. Eventually there will be a vote. Eventually there will be a decision made that society doesn't want what they have and that will be the majority. Um, <clears throat> not, not that the majority are always right but that's the way it's run. Um, <clears throat> there are limits to every ordinance of man. And we mentioned this last week. Any human law that would make us disobey God's law, and where is that? What's the book that that is found in? The book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 19, there where they try to force the apostles to stop. (laughs) What did they try to stop them doing? Preaching the word, preaching the gospel, changing lives. What are they trying to stop Andrew doing? Stop doing that. You're going to win converts and you're going to change our society. We want our religion. (laughs) Mm, And that's what it says in that verse. There are other occasions where the men submitted themselves to the authorities that were, like in Daniel chapter 3, three men. What were their names? Shadrach, Shadrach. That's the Babylonian names, but that's them. And uh, I like what they said, you know, you pass this, we don't, we don't recognize it. We're not going to bow to that image when the music said we're not going to do it. And O King, you can kill us, but we're still not going to do it. And if God wants to save us from the fiery furnace, he will. If not, we're still not going to do it. We're going to obey God rather than men. And that's and and they were they didn't know they were going to have an angel say the Lord save them that day did they? They got thrown in the furnace and the people that threw them in got fried, died. And uh, but they were there with the Lord. <laughs> I see four men said Nebuchadnezzar. That shook him up, didn't it? He had had he was a hard headed man Nebuchadnezzar. But eventually he I believe he got saved. Remember there was a law passed that no man was to pray to any god. But the, the king of the Babylonians was the Medes. Anyway, and what did Daniel do? He prayed. he prayed as he always had prayed, and he didn't shut the window so they couldn't see him doing it. No. He opened his window toward Jerusalem and prayed. You know, Muslims prayed toward Mecca, but the, <laughs> the Jews, he was praying back toward Jerusalem. And he did as, and it got him. They knew he'd do it. But he he wasn't going to disobey God by praying and hiding in a closet to pray 1st um, Samuel twenty two seventeen. 17 there's another reference there Martin Luther what did he do when when the the, the, the authorities the religious authorities that were were trying to stop them from preaching as he did you know we're justified by faith no works no works <laughs> and he nailed his what did he do he nailed his thesis 90, 91 on the, door. on the church door John Bunyan You know, Pilgrim's Progress. Mm -hmm. You know how long he spent in jail during his life for disobeying the law, but obeying God's law. Long time. Long time. Half of his life was spent in prison, but for all that suffering, he's got a testimony down through the ages from that point. What do we have? Pilgrim's Progress. progress. It's still talked about. It's still a classic, as it were, and it's still an example. And we did have that opportunity to visit the Bedford Jail on a Sunday. We thought it was, the museum was closed. It was just on the end of a field. And, um, he also we, wrote Christian prose too. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking to the English fellow, he was in there. We went in and, mm-hmm. and uh, the door that he was locked behind was there. He, he couldn't get out of that door. It was about that thick. Mm-hmm. And the bar's in his little square window about that big were every that far apart he couldn't squeeze through them even if they didn't feed him (laughs) but he 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 said no and um it's interesting the fellow there was a liberal person he was going to sing in the choir and he had to close the place up and we had to get out but just talking to him it was easy to detect he didn't have i believe the faith that (laughs) that john bunyan had he just Mm. And it was sad. They were remembering all these relics. But they didn't, didn't obey, but they, got, they, they paid for it because they weren't going to be quiet about preaching the truth. Governors, like Felix, as mentioned in verse 13, uh, unto, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of doers. <clears throat> Felix was an ex-slave usually they make good governors but he didn't show their goodness <laughs> It's like amazing grace who wrote that oh. John. John Newton yeah that's right he was a slave trader and so he, he was fighting against slavery <laughs> later on in his life with others there in parliament in England but um, <clears throat> Felix was open to bribery. Festus was a biased person. Pilate was cruel and weak. But we're to obey these weak vessels. Without law, society descends into chaos and anarchy. That happens in churches too. Without structure, it'll descend into chaos, you know, where we We'll meet and all give our point of view on a passage. There is one interpretation of every passage. There's a lot of applications. A lot of people don't know that, don't realise it, need to, because you can mistranslate the Bible easily. The rationale, and we'll finish with this thought, there's a regulation, the reason, for the Lord's sake, the rulers, the given king and governors, and the rationale and results to punish is the word to avenge which comes from justice and uh, it's used in Luke 18 verse 3 to 5 where the persistent widow come to the king badgering him (laughs) kept asking and asking you know she couldn't do anything on her own strength but the king she knew could and uh, she wanted uh, her case to be heard and things to be dealt with and so he said in case this woman keeps coming I've had enough I'll do what what is it you want (laughs) and she did and so we can appeal to those in authority and the rationale here is that do it the right way (laughs) and you do get the result they will punish people who do wrong it is sad but in a fallen world with unsafe people in government a lot of some of them, should I say a lot of them, will do wrong. Will do wrong, even those in authority. And in authority, if you're in authority, be careful not to, as the Bible says, in church authority, lord it over. That's the thing. In the, in the list of qualifications, don't lord it over the flock. It says not to do that. And not to use your position to punish people. You often just have to let them go, run their way, make their decision, give them a, a warning. But this is the way it will go. You can go that way, but it's not God's way. You know. And to praise. To praise them that do well. Have we any examples in the Bible of where there's a, a believer that was praised for doing well? even in a pagan society, as it were, in an unbelieving society. Joseph. Joseph. Yep, Joseph. He, he, was, he was rewarded for doing well. Although it didn't seem like it for a while, did it? It wasn't 14 years or whatever he spent in Pontifax House and down in jail. But he got a big patient. The Lord's testing you. <laughs> and Joseph was a wonderful example. In Genesis 41, 38, he was exalted to that trusted position, the seal, he was given the seal of Egypt, the Pharaoh's own ring, as it were, to to seal off government documents. He could be completely trusted. Isn't it good when you're working with people who are under you that you completely can trust? But others under you, you've found out you can't completely trust them. And that's hard. To keep things going like that. You just have to pray to God. That they do the right thing. You know when you hear. Via the grapevine. About things that have been said. And things that have been done. And you just your heart sinks. Because you know that those people. Are not going to be rewarded good. Like Joseph was. There's another example. Of a man. Taken captive. Famous man. Prophet of the Old Testament. Daniel. Daniel, yep. Daniel, he submitted himself to the authorities that were, didn't he? He worked in that system. He could have got very bitter and angry and mad about them killing all his relatives and all, maybe his own mum and dad and brothers and sisters when he was taken captive in the first captivity, the three that, when Nebuchadnezzar came down three times. You know, Nebuchadnezzar was pretty reasonable. He came down, and whipped him into shape. And put in governance and said, now, you just run the country and just do this. And they, the Jews, what do they do? <laughs> no. Uh, rebel. He come down and gave them another whipping and put some people in. And they said, yeah, okay. And he went away and what did they do? No. Okay, that's it. Three times not lucky. <laughs> Three times besieged and destroyed. He was, he was lenient. And, and Daniel, remember Daniel's up in, up, up there in Babylon and he knew there's an invasion going to happen down his hometown again in Jerusalem. But he didn't try to stop them, but he rose to power because he was submissive to the authorities. And it, isn't it amazing that when Babylon was taken captive by the Medes and the Persians, Darius, and Mede, what did he do with Daniel? Well, you're part of the government, off with your head. No, he installed him into power. I don't know how he knew. But he knew about Daniel. Remember the night before the invasion happened? Mm-hmm. Daniel come in and, and interpreted the writing on the wall. Yeah. And oh, no I'm going to put you all these robes on you. No, Daniel, don't wear those because they're coming in tonight. <laughs> he didn't want them anyway. But he was submissive. And maybe, maybe Darius knew that Daniel had given the interpretation and said "We're gonna, Medes are going to beat the Babylonians, Medes and Persians. But anyway, he was given great authority, wasn't he? And <clears throat> remember when old Nebuchadnezzar went mad mm. and it was eaten grass like an ox for how many years? Till seven times passed over, seven years. Yeah, he, loves, he must have been thin by the end of it. <laughs> he, had <long> <laughs> he had long fingernails and he had dreadlocks. <laughs> Dreadful locks <laughs> because he, he, his hair was matted, it says it. In the Bible, and then <clears throat> at the end of it all, when Nebuchadnezzar got his sanity back because he looked up to heaven, and then my reason returned to me, his government was still there for him to take over. Who was there all that time? Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> yeah, boy, what a trusted man. You know, he, he could have had the authority, the power. He could have, well, you know, kill him. He's, he's like an animal living down the back paddock. But no, Daniel was faithful. And eventually, after years of testimony of Daniel being up there, Nebuchadnezzar got saved. And all the, the the interpretation of the dreams. We need men like Daniel in our government, willing to serve, willing to submit. And we in society need to be the same way. And this is what... We're not going to get there tonight, but we are to be submissive, and that's what it starts talking about from this point on. We are to be submissive, and we are to be true and straight, and that's what's not happening in the church. It didn't happen in Israel, and then leaders come in who are despots, and there's no way to remove them because there's not enough people in society that stand for the truth. That's the way to change society, get people saved, stand for the truth. Anyway, there's a lot in it, isn't there, when you, th- you think it through about our submission to authority and to the r- rulers that be.